Hi, this is Amit. And this is Akhila. Welcome to the Indian Music Charts podcast. This is a show where we look at the weekly music charts on Spotify and make it our springboard for a larger discussion about the music industry. We discuss listener trends, what it says about the industry and where it might be heading, and occasionally we'll also share our two cents. New episodes drop every Tuesday, so don't forget to hit follow and the bell icon to be notified. Hi everyone, it's a new week and we're looking at the charts published on the 2nd of June 2023. This week there's a new entry at number 23. It's by, uh, it's from the movie Zara Ke Zara Bachke. It's a song called Tere Vaaste. It's by the composers Sachin Jigar uh, and it's got Varun Jain on vocals along with Shadab and Alkamash Faridi and the lyrics are by Amitabh Bhattacharya. The film apparently isn't doing very well. but the music seems to be a hit and this is of course the second song from the movie to be uh, on the countdown this kabali influenced track and it might rise up the charts in the following week we'll wait and watch and this week actually there's quite a bit of movement on the chart for instance kya loge tum by beep prath and jani a song we spoke about last week has moved into the top 10 it's at number 10 this week and obsessed continues to climb the charts this week it's actually at number 4 last week if i'm not wrong it was at number 6 at number 1 is fir aur kya chahiye which has actually climbed all the way up from number 9 is that right amit yeah that's right i mean technically spotify is calling it a new entry because of course the track disappeared from the chart mystery oh right yes yeah and i actually somebody actually told me why this happened it's again a case of what we discussed on our episode about streaming fraud uh, apparently nowadays there's this new phenomenon of like these fake uh, uploads happening mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. somebody will upload the exact same song with the exact same metadata but of course they're not the copyright owners and the labels have to you know eventually find this out but then they have to re-upload the track which means it's removed uh, for a day right and so that's, that's how it sort of disappeared yeah, came so back yeah that's why it disappeared at least that's one uh, theory that i heard of so okay. even though it was technically number 9 spotify is calling it new entry at number 1 fir aur kya chahiye from the movie zara hat ke zara bachke again yeah and this week's new entry on that note is actually ziale miskin and this is actually the track that's going to inspire this week's discussion now similar to kya loge tum this is one of those you know there's a whole movie in a music video you know sort of an approach this version has been sung by vishal mishra shreya ghoshal and the music is by javed mohsin i say this version because this is actually the remake of a film song which itself is actually based on a ghazal by amir kushrao right yeah and this song it has entered the charts at number 60 it's a viral original song but the original as we mentioned uh, the original composers lakshmikant pyare lala also credited as is gulzar who wrote the original lyrics the new lyrics are by kunal verma and uh, you know it's got vishal mishra and shriya goshal but uh, amit goshal is sadly not mentioned as, oh. in the credit and i, I believe he doesn't have any representation around to yeah, this case sadly yeah or probably the the time span has has passed for him <laughs> has to claim any copyright yes, exactly So yeah, so the original was released in the 1985 film Gulami, starring Dharmendra Mithun Chakravarti and Nasruddin Shah. It was one of those 
big multi-star films of the 1980s. I have no recollection of it. Uh, oh, for a change, that's good to hear because I was like, oh my God, how does he know all this? Like, how how does he remember things from 1985? So you just did your research, right? I just did my research. I mean, oh, I mean, I was great. very much alive and around and, and watching <laughs> Hindi movies at that time. But, uh, you know, I, I cannot I say was, that. Uh, I was pre-existence, like, you know, how some people or some companies are pre-revenue. So the only movie from that time I think I remember is Hip Hip Hip, Hip Pray, which was this football themed film. And I remember being taken, my entire class was taken through the cinema to watch it. You know, it was one of those exciting things where you got to like oh. bunk school, not technically bunk <laughs> school, but school was doing something fun. Uh, but anyway, moving back into the discussion about this song. Uh, like we mentioned, it's a viral original release. A viral, of course, is an imprint of Universal Music and they specialize in non-film music. And if you can't hear the air quotes, you can imagine me <laughs> when I put them, putting them. Uh, and that is actually the subject of this week's discussion, which is essentially the paradox that is the term non-film music. Now, yeah. essentially, the video for this song follows pretty much all the viral originals and I have to say even PCD's formats. It's again a tragic love story. You know, there's some betrayal involved. And uh, hmm, the music Yeah, videos, betrayal is it's the favorite hobby yeah, in sad love. It has to be there. Yeah, yeah. Kya loge tum, which we, we spoke about just a little bit earlier is exactly the same. Uh, now in this case, uh, the music video stars short format video creator Rohit Zin Zin Jurke, I'm really mangling his name, sorry. And uh, TV actress Nimrit Aluwalia. Uh, it's already number two on YouTube because, again, like we mentioned, story within a story, film in a music video, uh, it always does well on YouTube. But now, I don't know if you've seen Allo Allo People, this classic British sitcom, but listen very carefully because I should say this only once. This is a non film song by film playback singers that's based on a film song that itself is based on a non-film song God. and it has a music video that does not star the singers. There's just so much to unpack in this. Like, I actually had to take a little bit to, like, reread that sentence a few times. And, you know, okay, fine. Like, okay, like, strictly speaking about this version, like, while it's a non-film song, it pretty much follows a film sound also, right? Forget yeah, because it is a film song. So, I mean, it's, it it's a remix It is a non-film film song, right? <laughs> yeah. And, but, you know, here's the thing, right, Amit? Like, you know, while we're talking about this track, let's, you know, for the purpose of our listeners, we're not singling this track out, okay? There has obviously been this trend over the last few years where, you know, it's a format, right? It's a film sound, but it's a non-film song. And the storyline is very much Bollywood film-like, right? And, see, there's a larger discussion to be had about, like, you know, what is the purpose of this content and what does it, you know, aim to do in the music ecosystem? But I want to take some uh, a step back, okay? Because, like, this is a one thing that's unique only to India, right? This concept of non-film song. It doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. It's also fairly new, right? By new, I mean the phrase itself. I don't think it's under 10 years old, right? Um, Like, I'm, I'm sure you covered this when it sort of came up. And I, I do have... A memory, which I think is the first time I heard this term, mm -hmm. which incidentally was in the Universal Office when they were presenting the concept of viral 
to all the partners and you know they had a theory on like you know what is the need that it sort of you know fulfills in the ecosystem etc and they i remember that being the first time i heard non film as a phrase but i'm not too sure if that is actually the origin of it like what's your recollection of it so i actually can't remember the first time i heard it but it's not just universal that has used the term i mean everybody uses this term whether it's sony or t series or saregama all the major indian labels have used the term term non film music and you know the thing is that again maybe i heard it at a music conference first i can't remember when or which one but uh, yeah i mean it is uh, you know it is strange term and i have of course written about this in the past and not very mm. uh, kindly i mean i've i've said what i think about this term and why this term sort of seems problematic to me one is that it looks at the entire indian music industry uh within the context of another industry which is the film industry right yeah. and so it says what our industry is not as opposed to what it is now you're already putting yourself uh you know you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot by uh, having a term like this because one is if you talk to any executive any label executive right they will uh kind of speak about how it's so important to actually get out of the shadow of the film industry right and mm, to build mm. an actual and and here's the irony and when they talk about this they talk about the importance of building and i've never heard various terms like an artist centric or an artist forward industry as if music magically happens hmm. without artists but anyway uh, yeah. you know because even even film music is made with artists right but what they i think the point that they're trying to make is essentially that the film industry in india has uh, traditionally been a song centric market where yeah. essentially the product is the song i mean i wouldn't want to call artists products but essentially They it's build the a reputation of the back of songs, basically. Yeah, it, and it's more the song that I think they feel that even the public cares about. They care care less about who is singing it, and probably I mean not that they don't care about who is singing it, but they will. It's like classic, right? I mean, even when you look at like playlists, right? Or even if you ask somebody like from back in the day, uh, there will be some hardcore music fans that might tell you, okay, that was a Kishore Kumar song. They mm-hmm. might more likely say, yeah, that's an Amitabh song. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, in that sense, so they I are think, film fans essentially, yeah, so and like fans, their association of music is because of their memory of the film. Yeah, and because that's basically how music was produced and consumed mm-hmm. on large scale until very recently. So, but I mean, so it's not like the industry doesn't want to build an artist forward, artist centric, you know. a uh, market it's just that mm. the way they've gone about it and perhaps because that's all they know because that's all they've been doing for so many years right mm. has been to sort of like and that's why this create this term non film uh and you know it's yeah. not like uh we had there wasn't a uh, non film market earlier as well right like I mean, indie pop always existed it was exactly. there before the indie pop yeah. was there like years years decades and decades ago when it really sort of uh built up built was built on scale in the 1990s with you know the arrival of music television yeah. and all those indie pop stars but of course as we all know that the in just a few years it was cannibalized by bollywood mm. uh, you know and so we want to that discussion just to point out we also exist in an era where like you call something non film but at the same time there are also tracks which are referred to by the genre right you say this is a hip hop track you say this yeah. is like a pop track right yeah. so but yeah. whereas 
non-film can be any genre, but it's like a additional no, so, categorization. Yeah, so, but but when I, while that's true, I mean, essentially looking at film and then non-film being everything else, you also have, like you said, you know, hip-hop, which is another segment, and you've got like uh, indie, which is another segment, and then mm. you've got like regional language music, which is another segment, right? So mm. there are all these different ways to call this, you know, basically, it's just like how people use the term independent and non-film synonymously like everything outside yeah. of film is is independent yeah. even though it's with a label and major labels do this all the time so i mean but really in practic practically it's not non-film or independent what it really is is commercial pop you know yeah and commercial and pop that's you know actually i like that phrase i actually like that phrase and like you know um you kind of touched upon it when you said when you look at non-film in the context of film, it's almost like saying something is lesser than or one thing is yeah. the core, right? Like imagine, okay, if we lived in a world, okay, where actually in some parts of the world we kind of do, is imagine if they said the genders were male and non-male. Would we stand for yeah, that? Yeah. Like, and yeah. this is the equivalent of that, right? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And you know, but like I mentioned, like it's not like they're taking, a, then there is a very conscious effort to build you know, music outside of the the film hmm. ecosystem. But, you know, how do you feel that, you know, this 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 kind of non-film film music affects that whole initiative? Like, you yeah. know, does it really create, I mean, it, it does, do you feel it creates a kind of, and this is kind of a leading question, of course, but do you create an imbalance between what's genuine non-film music? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, see, like, you know, one thing that I will acknowledge is that Again, like, I know a lot of these execs, so I understand their intention, right? Like you said, there is this, you know, genuine drive in many people, by the way. Like, I'm also talking platforms as well. But they want to build an ecosystem that's supporting, you know, musicians by themselves, right? When they're not attached to a film or they're not attached to a big project, right? Uh, and there have been a lot of different efforts that have been taken by the industry, right? Like, uh, at a platform level, you know, there's so many playlist properties, right? And I think each platform has their own series of playlist properties to promote independent music or music by genres as well right mm -hmm. uh there have also been incubator programs for example obviously more recently i know like uh, radar completed three years mm -hmm. which is actually part incubator part playlist they have a few things going on there are many touch points mm -hmm. right like Savan had something called artist in residence which eventually made way for artist originals right wink has wink studio right there are a lot yeah. of these properties right and though and obviously the live ips as well right for example uh again spotify did rap 91 like uh yeah at Savan, we used to do something called live at Savan, which we then made it soundbound because live at geo Savan sounded like a mouthful but you know one thing that i will note about these kind of efforts they're quite manual in nature okay mm -hmm. so you have some amount of control and you know quality assurance that you can do to make sure that the artists who are being programmed uh they are people who are in the right stage of their career to warrant that platform right uh you would find a very different platform to market in arijit or mitun you know or some of these other artists mm -hmm. right where it truly gets tricky and where efforts can be detrimental is actually when it comes into automation right mm -hmm. uh especially with more and more you know, platforms becoming so algo driven, there are hardly few segments available on an app that an editor actually controls, right? Um, the way music is then consumed is a lot of these non-film film sounds, right? Mm -hmm. Or as 
you said i'll rather use the word commercial pop they find their way into most of these indie playlists right and when that happens the system will probably look at the volume in which those songs are streamed which will tend to be higher because it's a sound that is a bit more familiar with the masses so then what ends up happening is it resurfaces more of that sound so you kind of go into this cycle of building a film sound and populating a film sound and somewhere other tracks which are by truly independent artists or artists mm. who are not from the film ecosystem their songs might still be being streamed they still might have a followership but it will not be at the same scale so the system kind of starts like you know yeah. deprioritizing them so discovery is what gets truly affected mm. and this is largely because of how these systems are built and that is something that i think as an industry we really need to be solving for you know and i think even artists mm. will probably agree to this that discovery is the biggest problem right now yeah and you know you when you talk about artists i mean it makes me wonder because like even the way that the that the machine learning or whatever the algo you know is looking at it it's seeing a song by a big label and it's seeing a song by a particular artist hmm. right uh, basically film artists but non film songs yeah i don't know how far it's able to distinguish then okay this is this is a film song this is not a film song because Hmm. uh you know basically the singles are the same as far as i know that categorization is not there hmm. but it's been a while since i worked on the back end of a dsp by that i mean like a yeah. year so i don't know if anything's changed in that duration but the artist names make a huge difference by the yeah. way because that is definitely tagged yeah. and you know so if you like arijit chances are you will also get recommendations of artists who sound yeah. like arijit yeah so but like even on a metadata level right for instance like you would have like this song for instance of vishal mishra and shreya goshal uh vishal mishra of course is a viral uh, artist primarily uh and he, but he's also done playback singing work shreya goshal is the most streamed contemporary uh you know playback singer female playback singer in the country she's always in the top of spotify's you know top artist list again on youtube it might be like alka yagnik but and again this type of stuff does tend to do better on youtube again because it's a visual i almost wonder sometimes whether they conceptualize the video before they make the song or they do the song and the video like at the same time because the video seems to be so important and then even they must be tagging it with like actors right we've talked about how in the past mm. where they tagging the actors also in as lead artists but even yeah. perhaps here on a, in the back end they tag them as actors right like just not as lead artists but perhaps actors like you would do yeah. for a film song maybe like see i know it happened at youtube level for sure because you you yeah. can see it on the front end i'm actually unsure of how streaming services are handling it right now but the technical capability yes it's there because you yeah. can search for tracks by let's say ranbir kapoor mm-hmm. so i'm i'm sure it's being tagged somewhere yeah yeah but you know here's what also i wonder because it's not like the artists themselves have not tried to venture out onto their own and start their own labels right like you've had amit trivedi vishal bhardwaj yeah. salim suleiman arjit singh they've all started their yeah, own even more recently labels. i think shekhar rajwani also started his own label yeah yeah so so but when they release stuff on their own labels it doesn't do as well as the film stuff now again it just shows mm. you maybe perhaps that's much that's how much influence 
labels have on DSPs and you know to be able to push that. I mean, let's face it, a lot mm. of these labels, at least three majors, they all own Spotify, you know, yeah, uh, like, uh, Spotify, for instance. Uh, and, you know, that obviously makes a big difference because it's the same artist. I mean, Arjit, the biggest singer mm. in the country, when he yeah, releases his, an independent yeah, track, like, it doesn't get, it is a fraction. Yeah, yeah. No, see, I'll tell you, there are a few things that play over here, okay? I 100% agree with you when you say that major labels do have more of a pull, okay? Like, and it's not even, I'm not, it's not necessarily saying that, listen, like, they can make a DSP put songs on a couple of playlists, okay? It's just the fact that they are a very key partner to the business. They end up getting more consideration. That's just the nature of any business. Hey, but I mean... We have seen oh. labels, you know, I mean, yeah. we have seen labels influence what goes on. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm yeah. not going to name names, but domestic DSPs, at least, you definitely have seen, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, we, there uh, are some... them being on the top playlists. Yeah. Correct. There have definitely been some characters which are very unique in extreme circumstances, okay? And, you know, like, I'm saying let's even leave all of that aside, okay? There is definitely a natural advantage to something coming yeah. from the house of a big label, right? That is one part of the equation, right? Like, yes, as, you know, major labels and working so closely with the DSPs, the very fact that your email even gets seen, right? That is mm-hmm. a competitive advantage that a label has that, let's say, a distributor doesn't have, by the way, right? That's the other thing, right? When, like, um, any of these, you know, artists have started their own labels, they will typically work with a Believe or an Orchard, right? And uh, through a distributor... Like the distributor also has to pick and choose who they're able to push because they tend to have much bigger volume of releases, right? So if the distributor makes that label a priority, then yes, definitely there's still a bit of an advantage. But there have been many cases where like, you know, amongst the sea of releases, even a bigger artist may not get the same traction. But that's one part of the equation, okay? The other part is the system, right? It can understand what is being streamed the most, Right? And it's a particular sound. And if you keep feeding the system the same sound over and over in a systematic manner, it will assume that this is all that this audience wants, right? And the platforms themselves in that sense end up becoming invariably skewed to a film sound, right? And where I think we sort of need to solve this situation is to find better ways to match audiences with the sounds that are right for them and at scale and also at a level of you know if you like this you may also like this right it doesn't actually work that well anymore like if anything i've heard from most people that uh my recommendations no longer feel personalized to me right that's a common complaint i've heard from so many people i don't know if you feel like it like uh i think people end up feeling that one particular platform is a little bit better than others for their taste but it's not the way it used to be you know yeah, no, I actually tend not to uh, allow, like, I'll generally go to a playlist and listen to, like, all the songs. I generally don't, like, I'll see the playlist, so I know what I'm hearing. I don't just mm. randomly So you have it. these places, right? And these places are playlists that you like, and you keep repeatedly going back to them, right? Yeah, as opposed to just letting, you know, Spotify just play what it feels I want to hear. But, you mm. know, I think, like, if we just take a step back from the DSP, uh, POV to what the labels themselves are doing. I think that, you know, on one level, it's also the terminology that we're talking about, right? Like, for yeah. instance, I mean, going back to Universal itself, it's not like they 
are aren't aware that you know this non firm is a term that is perhaps not it's like a, it sounds like a placeholder to be honest yeah yeah and and they did try and invent an their own term for it they called it desi pop right when when hmm. bacha released voodoo with j balvin hmm. and they uh, you know that was like a big sort of attempt to yeah. uh, you know be a global audience i want to ask you about this because another term that came up was i pop you know for a very yeah. brief hot so, minute yeah. unfortunately I, those terms i feel they describe the sound bit better desi pop maybe right mm-hmm. but they never took off why do you think yeah. that is i don't know why they didn't take off i guess because they see also at least from an indian context kind of feels like almost it's got like a little nri kind of connotation you know and i mean yeah i mean you know because nobody like you know and i think ipop again it just like it sounds like again it, it's there's kpop so there's ipop right it does not i mean indonesian pop could also be ipop so again you're looking at a derivative term i simply mm. don't understand why we just can't call it pop i mean because that's what it is of course at some level that's what it is uh yeah. but you know even looking at just the idea of what these guys I are i like doing. the idea of calling it commercial pop by the way because mm-hmm. pop itself again i feel is a bit different like i would categorize yeah. king as like hip hop or pop okay no but king is commercial pop yeah. i mean i would definitely say his his last no, so album champagne talk so, is commercial pop so i'll tell you why i'm making this differentiation or at least this is for myself when i'm thinking commercial pop i'm thinking of it as a way to describe the most commercial sound in india which is film music but king is not exactly he doesn't sound like film music he sounds like pop and also the mm-hmm. format of his existence is a typical pop star right like he does his yeah. own shows he you know like comes up with these albums he's obviously involved at various levels he's not mm-hmm. just the singer he in most cases all the videos i've seen he's been featured in his own videos so i categorize him like pop the way i look at justin bieber mm-hmm. but yeah. this particular track it's a different category in itself it's not it's not the same as king you know mm-hmm. yeah no i i would say the king is definitely commercial pop currently his current sound uh, but again i mean he is like you know an artist that's making his own music whereas what's happening here is the label that's creating essentially a product right this in this particular mm-hmm. i mean i can imagine the board meeting that was well, not board meeting but i can imagine the meeting that happened when the song was conceptualized okay this is a catchy song from the 1980s it is it was a hit song at the time of its release but you know it's really not on the radar anymore so it will be kind of you know it's not an obvious uh, song to redo mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time you know it is loved by some people and you know because it's you know uh easy to like we can just get right. some new lyrics get some new singers and you know patch it and we'll get these influencers and actors to come and act in it and i think that that's that's kind of what that label thought process is now again you know i'm not going to even try and judge it even though you might hear the judgment in my voice but i'm just going to say that again i you really think that non film is essentially the right way to describe this music when it's not exactly it's kind of like the opposite of everything when you talk about artist centric right because it's not artist centric at all it is not hmm. it is it is firstly like we described it is very much based on music as a product you know hmm. uh, not really artists and secondly 
it is again getting like you said king stars in his own music videos here you don't even have the singer starring in the uh mm. in the music video that is why when i said like you know even a song like the malang sajna with sachit parampara we actually gave props to p series for actually letting them star in the really music video we never thought that day would come by the way yeah that i never thought that day would come and that is how it should be i mean that song again yeah, and the track be, they, has done really well like it's done very well but again again they probably marketed as a non film song they are film composers they have made exactly the same kind of song for the for film soundtracks mm. it is it is essentially a commercial pop song that is commercial pop you know yeah and i actually like that song i mean i mean in the sense i don't think it's that bad you know it's an original song sure mm. but it've been in a film but even if it was in a film i mean it's 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 an you know inoffensive catchy song that if it came on you wouldn't mind it at all you wouldn't be like mm-hmm. what is this you know i mean it's not yeah. a remix and i appreciate right. the fact that it's not a remix you know and it's <laughs> not a remake so low yeah and I, you no, made I a song i appreciate yeah it's not a remix it's not a remake it is an original song it sticks to fine it sticks to certain templates it's just the same thing like we talked about with last week's song right fir aur kya chahe it's not a bad song at all i mean i might even find myself like you know singing it but uh it's not reinventing the wheel right so yeah, and yeah. generally commercial pop tends not to reinvent the wheel but hmm. uh so you know let's you just know, see i'll tell you what that that is fine because when you call it for what it is right and so i'll tell you like my perspective obviously like i i come from a business background on the music side so i tend to always like also have that hat of what purpose does this serve in the ecosystem right mm-hmm. like and you know what my read on this is that like all of this music there's a place for it and no one's saying no okay but we are essentially saying that categorization matters how you name things matters because the way you talk about it really defines the direction in which its future exists right and there is demand for this music because like if it's doing well on youtube if it's you know on the charts over here there definitely people who are liking this music i think where we come in is we just want the industry to evolve from that word non film yeah. yeah call it commercial pop man just call exactly. it commercial pop and and, and to sort of reiterate what we were talking it. about yeah and reiterate yeah. what we were talking about last week is this is just playing safe right you're playing safe by remaking what's already worked before even if it was decades ago right mm. so you are not essentially this is not evolution you know and you know and don't say i want to like make an artist forward industry when you are just regressing in this way i mean if i would put it like a little harshly right <laughs> i mean you want to you want to have like uh, you know artists then do something like a malak sajna you know do something mm. where you have other artists that you know you do work with i mean it's not like yeah. universal hasn't 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 had releases where you know the artist is is front and center but like yeah, this, and they also have again, imprints where they are front yeah, and center yeah 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 so it's like every label and every other label does this right it's not just that saregama does this t series as a sony does this each and every one of the major indian labels has gone down this path so firstly stop calling it non film just start calling it commercial pop secondly yeah secondly like if you want to do this maybe have a separate category for it just call it something else just call it i don't know classics revisited or something like that you know uh, hmm. or you know uh, 
because yeah it's probably also good from a search yeah. perspective because you're catering to a very you know targeted interest group and they'll be able to find you easier you know yeah i know but i i also feel that this is essentially like the whole logic behind this is right we want to get people to a new audience to like the song i mean this happens all the time right i mean it's nowadays i mean i think the time span is just getting shorter at least this is from the 1980s the songs from the <laughs> 2000s and 2010s that are 2010s that are going to be remade oh listen remixed. i forgot to tell you someone said like a 90s track was retro i just died yeah, it is retro i mean Come on, man! I mean, that's that's like nineties <laughs> is retro. Nineties has been retro for a while now. I mean, I I refuse to accept my age. You are so young. <laughs> you should not even like be bothered. Uh, exactly. That's why nineties. I am retro. retro. I am retro <laughs> myself. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I think uh, yeah, the call to action is simple, man. Like, yes. no one's arguing that the music shouldn't exist it serves a very different purpose i think we can all agree right this doesn't serve the same purpose as let's say what what we see happening with divine all right or what we see happening with king or what we see happening with um i don't know any of these other you know standalone artists right they so a different purpose this music serves a different purpose we just need to get better at how we talk about yeah. different genres and give them their own space you know yeah and again we're not saying this is bad music we're just saying this is playing to safe so stop playing safe yeah and uh, that is that for this week and we will see you all next week <laughs> <laughs>